0: Welcome to this, the last episode of Series 1 of the Smooth Thrills Radio Hour. We've had a ton of fun bringing you this show over the last couple of months. We hope you've had a good time listening to it. Planning is well underway for Series 2, so keep checking the Facebook page, the Twitter, and the Instagram for updates as we have them. But before all that, we've got to do one more. This is episode seven, and this time we're talking about mondo kane, the rise of exploitation movies and, in fact, the end of movies as we knew them. It's a big topic. It's kind of deep stuff. I think you are going to have a good time listening to it, though. Um, by the way, it is Kane in the title. I think we, everybody in the show mispronounces it at least a dozen times. You just kind of find a way to get over that. This was the last episode we recorded for series one. Uh, We recorded this mere days before we all went into lockdown back in March. Nathan and Katie were back in the studio to tackle this very weird and very divisive movie. You know what, in fact, to put you in the mood for it, I think I'll just let the narrator introduce it to you.
1: All the scenes that you are about to see are real, and were shot as they were taking place. If sometimes they seem cruel, it is only because cruelty abounds on this planet. And anyway, the duty of a reporter is not to make the truth seem sweeter, but to show things as they really are.
0: the clown from Howdy Duty before you just
2: he- ruined Rosabel. him.
3: That's insane. What Clarabelle. Clarabelle. Yeah. That's what my dad told me. Bob Keeshan. I agree. Are you sure it's Bob Keeshan? the same? Because you can't tell he's got the nose.
0: He's got the nose. He's got the nose.
3: And later on, he didn't have a nose.
0: This is how you know superhero disguises would actually work because you couldn't tell who that was behind the nose. Well, I would buy the Clark Kent disguise. I That's pushing it a little bit.
2: You would always fall for that.
0: Yeah, because the glasses.
2: I mean,
3: obviously, that's not. He doesn't have the hair curl.
2: I was like, I can't tell if this is sarcasm or not. Mondo Jim, mondo racism.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we're going. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in this movie. And it's so.
2: The end is so funny to me because like, if you find religion, you won't be evil anymore. Like, it's.
0: Yes, (laughs) we'll
3: we will discuss. That was a trend, Kodos, to these films, because they would make you feel, like, grimy and shit, and then they would go, here's a sunrise, you know.
4: <laughs> or, like, pretty
3: music or something. They
4: yeah.
2: always have good scores. That's for true. For some reason. No,
3: they do, because that's probably the best. Anyway,
0: the only redeeming <laughs> quality. And yeah. they're sometimes in color. you got to give them that. True. But- <laughs> Although you probably don't want a lot of the footage in Mondo Kanye in uh, color. Mondo Kanye. Right. It's starting again.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, Anthony Perkins' Psycho 2. Oh, I thought you were what? doing a reference.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's starting again. No, that's not oh. where I was going with that. But anyway, we should get started. Welcome once again to another thrill-packed and exciting episode of the Smith Radio Hour. Today we are going back to 1962 and the change that happened in movies forever. We had had at least 40 years of exploitation films up to this point. We started with the hygiene films that taught you how not to get syphilis when stationed in France during World War One, supposed sex education films that were very successful, played for years, gangster movies. Exotic movies started to come in a little later. And then in March, 1962, the 30th, to be precise, we got MC Hammer. He was born that day. I don't know if you knew that. It totally was. Congratulations, MC Hammer being released from his mother's uterus. And, and also, the, and his father wanted to hold him, but they were like, you can't touch this. You can't touch this? No. <laughs> but we also got the release of Mondo Kane, which was the really the first movie of its kind. It went on to gross $2 million in the United States, which is pretty staggering considering what this movie is. And it really opened the door to what became an arms race for what came to be called the atrocity film that spread throughout the 60s toned down a smidge in the 70s and then blew back up again with Faces of Death in the 80s and so on and so on. Most everybody who sees this has a very strong reaction one way or another. Uh, I personally find these kind of movies boring.
2: It definitely had boring bits to it. It, They're
0: very uneven. They're not put together all that well. Uh, It's just a series of things we're supposed to be either outraged by, disgusted by, or find titillating or funny. Generally speaking, these kind of movies that are kind of okay, then they'll smash cut to something absolutely horrible. They'll show like a dog eating something and then cut to a dead body with no notice whatsoever. A non sequitur. Um, yeah, and that's that's just how they did it. Mondo um, Kanye is equally weird Wait, because what? Damn, I didn't even know.
2: <laughs> he didn't even notice. That's the best
0: part. It's his fault. He started this. Anyway, Mondo Cane, which means Dog's World, was, like I said, released in 62. It went on to win. It was up for two awards. It got one of them. It got the 1962 David, David, David Di Donatello for Best Production Award from the Italian.
2: Italians are,
0: Academy of they love shit like
2: this.
0: Oh, yeah. It was up for the Palme d'Or at Cannes, but lost to a Brazilian movie called O Pagador de Promessas.
2: That always makes me laugh about, Khan because they hate the stuff Lars von Trier brings, but they eat stuff up like this. It
0: is weird. Well, I it mean, was, yeah. but it was also like the first true of a trend. Yeah. So no one knew what the hell they were getting into. So. And anybody who says that the con film festival is very high minded and what you tell, they're absolutely full of crap, ninety yeah. percent of the con film festival is stuff like my book. Exploitation, Khan. <laughs> yes. Straight up exploitation. It's broken down into s- several vignettes. We start off with the dog pound in the opening narration, which is supposed to be setting up this movie, but really doesn't. I I think
2: it does kind of, visually, it lets you know what you potentially are getting into. Because not even paying attention to the... For me, it did. Because you see a man dragging a dog, like... You kind of were like, because hmm, well, that's immediately when I would text to do it was like, what am I yeah. getting into? Well, Nathan and yeah. I kind
0: of debated this before is that we were kind of suspicious that the text on the screen and the narrator do not match each other really that well.
3: So there yeah, was like maybe, maybe it was lost dubbed in over
0: maybe. I you
2: watched know? an English yeah. dub of it right yeah. okay saying
0: maybe the narration got redubbed for the american market right. perhaps totally. so, the domestic it was version restored might be totally years different
2: back so it might have been i, mean,
0: I have I never know. found any evidence to suggest that what we see now is not the version that was out originally or was released to other countries i don't really know how you could misconstrue any of the stuff they're showing as being something other than exactly what it is no but, but.
3: we discussed some of the Key points throughout, like the narration is very tongue in cheek.
0: Mm -hmm. Condescending, I think, is a word I would
3: use in a lot of places. Um, So it's almost an um, an American
2: view mm -hmm. on
3: that society. And
2: you definitely get that throughout the whole thing.
0: A lot of these movies were produced to make the audience feel better about themselves by thinking, well, my life's screwed up, but at least I don't do that.
2: Well, it's also very...
0: (laughs) Or I will start doing that. And that's a great (laughs) idea. It's also very... I know what to do with spring break now.
2: (laughs) Pro, almost like the outsider looking in. Like like pro-American, like, oh, we're better than that because we don't do that. Like it does give you that feel when you're watching it, especially towards the end.
0: An insane travelogues. It it is. Well, we start with the dedication of the Valentino statue in Italy and and what seems like an endless series of freeze frames on various Italian faces of people were told, look up to Valentino and want to be the next Valentino. I'm not buying it, but okay, whatever. That segues into the first of what were many misogynistic clips in this film of the female fans attacking Rasa Brazzi. It was... Had been in South Pacific and uh, Barefoot Contessa. Rosanna Bros Yes, okay. later in uh, Omen 3, Final Conflict, but that was and well after this. He's in on well
3: Secret Service as well.
0: Was he? Yeah. I didn't see that in his credits. What was he doing in that I movie? Don't was, I don't remember. Did he have a nose on and you couldn't Rosanna tell Brazi. who it was? Rosanna <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was, that was the first clip that was... Definitely staged. No way that that was real. Just no. I don't. I don't see it.
3: I, so, still so star value, but he was never promoted in the publicity materials. No. Like why would? Yeah. Why else would he
0: be in it though? That's the thing. I see. He'd been in all of about two movies released in the United States by the time Mondo Kane came out. Yeah. It doesn't feel right to me. Like a market this, appeal. Yeah. That and the follow up to that gets even worse when you have the supposed nude women chasing the guy down in New Guinea as a part of some oh, mating the ritual. the Graham Chapman. <laughs> exactly okay that's right now i immediately picked this out as it's probably fake because it's shot from multiple camera angles
2: so i guess my it's, question it looks
0: is, looks staged it feels staged
2: since you're saying this bit about it being staged probably. is this meant because i went in completely blind mm. i didn't know anything about it clearly. i thought you said
3: you watched this. i did oh oh, okay. oh yeah no. i didn't have that's the
2: uh
3: descriptive speech. descriptive audio, audio track yeah. Yeah. You should
2: check um, out
0: Basic Goods thing. It's pretty good. It,
2: so is it yeah. meant to be real or is They it,
0: presented this as fact. But I mean It could be like fifty like, 50. A, like
2: a mockumentary is more how I took mm. it. Because no, see, no. like I said, I went into it not knowing.
0: All of these kinds of films were promoted as solid fact. Well, that makes sense, though, that she would
3: go into a cold and think it is a mockumentary based on the narration. Well, because like I'm used to stuff like and, Cannibal
2: Holocaust where sure. it is meant to be documentary style, yeah. but clearly it's not real. So I just assumed this was that as well.
3: But this does have a mocking vibe to it. Very
2: so much so. Yeah,
0: so that makes sense. But it's, you don't think, know if
2: that's condescension yeah. because it's supposed to be like, oh... This is how we're looking they're, at
0: it or they're definitely mocking their subject matter and they're presenting yeah. the subject matter as true to life fact throughout this thing. It's all sensation. If they were trying to make so, a joke, yeah. I don't think that they were in on it. So I think some of it too right, is if right, you right. don't
2: know what you're watching, sure, then it's not going to be real to you. Like well, most people aren't gonna know who that guy is. Like right. you know, so,
3: and they may not even know in themselves what type of tone they want to project mm-hmm. with this because Definitely it's not, just no.
2: of it started unrelated. out this type of subgenre. Like. Yeah, they,
0: it, did, they didn't know what they had, they didn't right. know it would become a sort, trend. Of, sort of like the producers of several other movies that came out around this time, also. Um, the big one being State Fair, which was <laughs> Mondo's only competition in theaters at the time, right? Basically, the least popular Pat Boone movie ever. Uh, what sort about of- Switchblade and the Cross? With Eric Estrada. Okay, that one's the most least popular. But we also had yeah. a Journey to the Seventh Planet right yeah. before this. Uh, the Manster. Yes. A really difficult competition for Amando and in theaters. Uh, Cleo from Five to Seven came out later. Mm. Uh, Ega. Hell yeah. A bit later on. Arch Hall Jr. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, Night of the Eagle, and A Taste of Honey were all circulating in theaters around the time that this movie came out. Well, clearly Liberty Valance so, would be the and State Fair were the
3: biggest, right? You said competition wise?
0: Probably, yeah. I would think so. I don't imagine Manster was like rampaging around oh, the say country it and wasn't Box number three. It could, could have been number three. What? Oh, three? Maybe. Yeah. I
3: don't know. Some people say it's number two,
0: but I think it's a no, solid number three. <laughs> <Anyway>. So, <laughs> naked women chase a guy around in New Guinea. Then we cut to the bikini women doing drive-bys of sailors. I think it was it Pearl Harbor, I think it was, where they're. Just doing flybys on this boat full of sailors trying to catch them a man. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe that either. I'm I'm, I'm guessing it could have happened. <laughs> yes, people but don't
2: do this stuff for real.
0: I suppose it could work. I mean, Especially They're expecting bed. them to just jump you off the ship. And you gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think things were... They may have just been there and I, then the camera an, came into play and they, like, performed I, for the camera. It can be very important to f- remember to frame this but in an era in the where 60s. there was no cable television. Yeah. True. And in Italy at that. I mean, you look back at the entertainment that we settled for back in the day when we had four channels and a couple of radio stations and think, okay, I can see where people would go see this a lot. Cause yeah. Well, it was it was an ultimate like escape Junction. if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely not go cool Junction. Let's see. Do we do we watch Green Acres again or do we go see this Mondo thing? I won't, you know.
2: It's still it's interesting to me that it was even in the theater because I feel like if something like this came out now,
0: oh, if well, it was
2: in the theater, it would had, be like one night only in a special one. You
0: very had two very different tracks of movie theaters. Mm-hmm. You had your main movie theaters, which were the would be showing State Fair. It would be showing the Warner Brothers Universal right. releases and a whole circuit of straight-up exploitation theaters that did nothing but present your right. your William Castles your and all of they that need stuff. To, they
2: need to be more relevant now.
0: By the time this movie came out, those lines had been crossed right. and never taken apart again.
3: And the studio may have, or the distribution may have
0: four-walled certain theaters sure, to get these sure. well, just
3: they played they endlessly.
0: Had been, I think that by this time they had sort of either been forced to or giving up ownership of the theaters. Uh, they were... Deintegrating, uh, we had no rating system yet. That didn't right. come around for another seven years. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a free-for-all for a long time. And
3: that and that's where you get people like Herschel Gordon-Lewis coming onto the sure. scene shortly after. No, we, we talked just, about this yeah. before.
0: I was like, I don't think Herschel Gordon-Lewis would have been able to make any of the things he did if this thing hadn't happened first. If well, this thing even hadn't started, the it. I'm glad it exists it.
2: because I love Herschel Gordon-Lewis.
0: Because everything well, yeah, that came out this. It may not this, be a direct line,
3: but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, helped. it definitely helped.
0: Everything after this just got worse in a way. They Especially had to ratchet it up and keep turning up the volume on it and keep the going. The
2: Italian and, ones are.
0: Oh, certainly. Then we start getting in some weird territory. We have the Chimbu tribe, in again in New Guinea, where they spend a lot of time, who, have, who are supposedly cannibals but don't actually eat anything, but once every five years, and then they throw pig parts at each other or something. So
2: weird how everything in this film is presented. Did
0: you notice that some of the tribesmen are wearing sunglasses?
2: <laughs> okay, then that I'm would not be sure how. Uh,
0: <laughs> So what are you it's, trying to say? Oh, I mean. I'm trying to say that they, the idea that these guys fast for five years,
2: I don't necessarily take it as a fasting thing. There are many tribes that it is, it is don't ritualistic. Defend, don't defend this. Well, no, because no, I'm, <laughs> she's not, trying to, she's I'm just trying saying to find that there are some around. that it's like they only practice cannibalism in certain rituals, whereas True. everything else is normal.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah, so that makes sense. Especially like when you have a camera crew. Yeah, you you know, you're
2: probably kind of not like going to be the, your normal. Not saying that this isn't staged, right. but if you are definitely being filmed, you're probably not going to be like, hey, let's do our most heinous shit so they can right. see this. Well, you it know? Is,
0: it is important to note that this was also toward the beginning of the practice of uh, visual anthropology mm-hmm. where we actually True. did take cameras into this. I mean, Nanook of the North came way before this, which was staged. But any research I've done into visual anthropology, there's really... Three main takeaways. First is, of course, people act differently when you point a camera at them. Mm-hmm. You act differently when you point a camera at somebody. Mm-hmm. And don't use film, go to videotape, because it's much easier. And that's about it. But yeah, to, to suggest that they were not putting on a show is entirely possible. They there's, they had to be.
2: But even something. putting on a show, you're still not going to want to do what's going to be viewed as depraved. Yeah. Because like, they're not. Yeah,
0: it's them. not really good for like, tourism. Yeah, no.
2: tourism or just...
0: <laughs> I don't think the judgment of other cultures. This is not like. how you feel the New Guinea hotel scenes promoting your cannibalism. and. No, I think they, they really... Step off the plane instead of putting a lay on you, they throw pig crap at
3: you or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, they elevated their game later on when they did Bruce Lee in New Guinea. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. was actually a bunch of... They caught on finally. Natives chasing one naked
0: woman. So oh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a reversal. A little switch. Yeah. I see what you mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but It's something that travel shows even today have problems with is Mm
4: -hmm.
0: you know are these guys doing something for our benefit or is this what they're really
2: well there's a bit at the end where he's talking about filming this one tribesman and that he doesn't even know like whether it's staged or not like how would he have reacted had he known they were there Mm. because there is that disconnect of if you know you're being filmed or not being filmed
3: yes So what do you think about, let's say they set out to make an actual documentary and they actually mean to document this stuff and then they get back to the editing bay and they're like, we don't have enough. So then they start (laughs) staging scenes, right? Yeah, more than likely. Because you've heard that from like Faces of Death, all Mm -hmm. these other films. So they're about 70-30, 60-40 percentage wise realism versus fake I don't know. Maybe that was. I mean, obviously it was the beginning of a trend, but they may have been the first ones to go. You got to get. We don't
0: have a full movie here. You got to get it up to seventy minutes for feature length release. Yeah, yeah. it definitely
2: (laughs) surprised me that this. It's almost two hours long.
0: Yeah, it's very. I was
2: expecting like a tight ninety minutes. Like I was very. It should be a tight ninety minutes. Yeah. There's a lot of filler in it.
0: Yeah. Right. Like the next clip that comes after the the cannibals, which is the Pet Haven Cemetery in Pasadena. I don't know if it's supposed to be shocking. It's just kind of
2: it's so boring lackluster. and goofy. Like this whole, th- it's just like, let's take all of this stuff that's supposed to be shocking and surprising and put it all together in a non-cohesive film.
3: Right. <laughs> and even Joey Ramon was
0: against doing that. He didn't want to. He didn't want to do. For with... sure. I mean, let alone bury anything there. Thank God. But we do go from this to the first. Definitely is supposed to be shocking. The Taiwan alleged dog meat market now well this is where i think this is not real because while we're we're relying on our narrator you see some dogs in cages you see people eating the only connection that's made there is what you're being told
2: well told you're being shown like especially watching it now we know that there's Taiwanese dog festivals. There's, I mean, we know that that stuff actually happens. Mm -hmm. So if they're going for the shock value of it, they don't need to just show it to you because you're putting the pieces together. They
0: backed off. They could have shown if there was something there. They could have shown it.
2: I'm shocked they didn't.
0: Why? If it isn't
2: staged, but
0: I'm not. I. I True, would give this one about a 50-50 shot. Because we didn't even have really. a rating
2: system, because I would say maybe they couldn't show it because then that would depend on, but that didn't exist because, mm-hmm. like you said, it was, what, another 20 years?
3: Well, Seven. you still had a code <laughs> <What>? so <laughs>
0: somewhat, but yeah, right? But I it mean. still
2: gives the reaction, I feel, well, even there, by there's another, there's
0: another clip like this that, where the narration and what you're seeing on screen don't necessarily match up to each other that well. Like, we're taking their word for it that what we're looking at is what they're describing. This is one of those things I'm not entirely sure that it was real or not. The next thing after that with the where they dye the chicks and are pumping fog around to the geese is definitely not staged.
2: I hated that the stuff baby happened. chicks were the worst.
0: The mat- the mortality rate on those baby chicks was relatively high all things considered. I, it's we dye them, then put them in an the oven for a little while and it was like I, they don't 70%. all make it.
2: And like when it's just sitting there like soaking wet in the dye, I'm just like poor little
0: guy. How do you even come up with this technique? Well, I mean,
2: dying chickens (laughs) has been a thing for, like, I remember when I was younger and you could get blue and pink chickens at Easter. Like, that was a thing.
4: Wow. Wow.
2: I'm sure it went away, like, granted, for as as problematic as PETA is, I'm sure a lot of that went away with the founding of PETA and all. But it no, you could so. go to like Tractor Supply, get your blue chicks and your pink
0: chicks. Uh, like. This is an Italian film crew ragging on fellow Italians for dying chickens, mm-hmm. basically, as far as I can tell. I wondered why they even included it because it's... Shocking. Uh, yeah. That's the thing is, it's yeah. just
2: a, a mix-up or not, not a mi- mix and were match of different Were they trying things? to be fair
0: and say, hey, we do some messed up stuff too <laughs> over here? <laughs> well,
2: I think that's what this whole thing Maybe. is.
0: Maybe that,
3: yeah, that makes sense though. So we're, like, bagging on all these other cultures, so why not? Mm. Bag
2: on ourselves as well. Yeah.
3: Make it an I even mean, you, playing def- field.
2: you definitely get the feel of them saying, hey, we all do really dumb stuff <laughs> sometimes. Like True.
0: Well, we go from this to the, back to New Guinea, where they are force-feeding women tapioca to fatten them up for the local warlord. It's not a very interesting segment. It's... Well, it's tapioca. It's a bummer. Well, except for the tapioca, yeah.
4: It seems
2: except like all the scenes that involve the animals are the most intense
0: mm-hmm.
2: and possibly interesting scenes to watch. And then anything with humans, it's like, okay.
0: Any Well, any, <laughs> like, no, anything with humans, but might be okay, unless they're human women. And that takes us to
2: two,
0: the next segment, which is the Vic Tanny gym thing,
4: yeah. which
0: we're just going to play a clip of that and go from there
1: the american woman on the other hand must lose weight if she wishes to be successful in love we're in los angeles in one of the many vic Tanny gyms the famous health clinic specializing in remodeling women here come hundreds of american women some to spend a good part of their most recent widowhoods in the hope of losing the extra weight accumulated during their latest marriage and to get back in line with the laws of gravity while waiting for the next inevitable wedding Due to the quantity of clients and their financial status, Big tannies is a prosperous, almost a heavy industry. A compulsory stop along many American women's trip to the nearest altar. From here, in fact, with great metallic noises, the next train for the next honeymoon departs. A train that whistles, puffs, huffs, sweats, and then puts on its brakes and stops here once more.
0: So yikes!
2: Oh, you didn't get the scene with the
0: well. No, they do. Machine. They do the uh, series of charming sound effects after that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not good. I also it's not love a good the scene. whole.
2: Oh, and you can go to the gym to you know get to lose the weight from your last marriage to get prepared for the, the next nec- one. The next <laughs> yeah. inevitable,
0: inevitable marriage.
3: Nonetheless, so out of all the segments. Is that like the sports connection that they're trying to make in this movie, like to, yes. like sports related type As stuff? far as I can tell, yeah. Just, okay.
0: Well, we contrast that with something that comes up. We're going to skip ahead a little bit to another sort of fitness thing that comes up later on in the movie and it has a distinctly different tone to the Big Tanny.
1: This is Tokyo Onsen, a real service station for washing and lubrication of the Japanese who had a little too much last night. The perfectly smooth running of this service station is in the hands of a hundred girls dressed only in shorts and bras. Thus, the customer, in the midst of such tortures, is at least given the comfort of the view. A nice Japanese custom prescribes that the clients be naked. We have covered them up in homage to a polite custom of our own. Japan is perhaps the cleanest country in the world. Baths and massages are rituals as ancient as its civilization. In Tokyo, a city of 10 million inhabitants, 6 million women look after 4 million men each day, cuddling, admiring, serving and massaging them, all busy making their lives pleasant as prescribed by an ancient and very admirable tradition. Thus, the Japanese man, with each inch of his body explored, cleaned, invigorated and scrubbed, Without the least cooperation on his part, can indulge whenever he wishes in that sublime relaxation that his God promised him only after death.
0: So yeah, a little bit different. Uh, and then it segues into the Death Hotel. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just a little contrast there. I don't hear. I didn't hear anything about the men preparing for their next inevitable marriage or uh, right. No, it's like they're or, entitled to this. Or even being taken down for being raging alcoholics that have to be hosed down at the end mm-hmm. of each day.
2: For what they did the night before.
0: Sure. So uh yeah. <laughs> there if there are three ongoing themes that you can point to in this movie, it is religion, uh, snakes, and uh, women are craven. That's about that's Pretty about much. it. If there's any theme at all, I think it kind of breaks down to that. But anyway, the The Big Tanny thing gets us to a pretty boring thing about the Hong Kong food market, which is where the snakes come in. Oh yeah. Again, this is not terribly shocking to us now.
2: No, but at the same time, I feel that they show more, if this is the scene I'm thinking of, there's one particular shot where it- Oh, uh, they skin the snake, yeah. yeah, I didn't
0: pull a clip of that. Thanks. But It was the one that came (laughs) after that that sort of bugged me a little bit, which is the New York restaurant.
1: In New York, For the person who likes to spend, there's a famous restaurant, one of the most sophisticated and expensive in the world. While the middle-class American has to content himself with a daily steak, here, the richer American can gorge himself heartily on the following delicacies. Fried ants, stuffed beetles, butterfly eggs, worms au gratin, rattlesnake, muskrat, and so forth. Here, a light lunch costs about $20. But if we take into account the exquisite rarity of the food, the price is generally considered fair.
0: The most shocking thing about that to me is the $20. Oh, uh, $20 what? in 1962 is about $170 now.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, is to, now it would eat, cost that much. To eat
0: at Hans. In I New can York? go get ants.
2: No, I'm just saying, like, in New York, <laughs> How you're hard is it? restaurants where they serve the stuff True, that's, like, yeah, taboo it's... or cool. You're going to pay easily $100 to $150 a plate. It's ridiculous.
0: It's the asphalt jungle. How man. hard is it to make
3: ants?
2: It's not that. You're paying for Are you talking the...
3: about the Robert Foxworth movie? <laughs> yes. No, I'm not um... talking about the
0: Robert Foxworth movie. <laughs>
3: I don't think it was that hard judging from what not. I've seen, and I don't think they spent Until 20 dollars on some it, came into it. I mean, if yeah. you
0: think
2: about it, people pay more than that now to eat brains and we, eyeballs and we like ha,
0: we have whole shows about this cuisine now. I know, though.
2: but if you think about it, it is not overly practiced in the U.S.
0: I don't know. There's a, a taco shop up that's, the street from us here that would cricket. serve crickets. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but that's been recent. Like that's yeah. not and it's not a big thing here. Like, the weird stuff people eat on the West Coast and the East Coast, they'll pay hundreds of, for it.
0: They'll eat muskrat. I mean, come people on. With love gelatin spices with gelatin, and With gelatin. Very 60s. <laughs> <laughs> that just puts you off anyway. I
2: also love that it's Creamed just a spoonful muskrat. of ants. Like, it's not like they're in anything or topping anything. It's just well, a Well, they,
3: they could of have, ant. like, some soy
0: sauce or something oh. on We don't know. but a little A1, maybe?
3: Yeah. Some, some type of brine.
0: No, it'd been the 60s, so they would have served it over jello or something like that. Mm-hmm. Little marshmallows stuck in it and ants. I don't know. What? This doesn't sound good to you.
2: I don't eat meat, so I'm not going to eat bugs <laughs> or gelatin.
0: <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I hadn't made that connection.
2: Now uh, do you understand why I wasn't so thrilled about this film? Are we
0: back to the sports connection,
3: though? <laughs> no? Yeah, that's what I, I – I yeah, I knew you would probably have a difficult time with this one.
2: I did. Yeah. You're Especially supposed not knowing. to. You're right, supposed No, to, you but are. But You're not supposed this. to
4: enjoy it, it but some people enjoy this warning. shit. That's a scary thing. I love thing. extreme
2: films. And it's like, like I always kept going back to Cannibal Holocaust where you get a couple death scenes of animals and then it's just the extreme of everything else. This was nothing but extreme to animals. Like every time there would be mm. a normal scene, then it would be like, oh, let's – kill this turtle and ruin its day oh let's kill this shark and ruin its day and it's like there was just no reprieve from that
3: kind of like Hannibal Holocaust
2: but that's not true because you get three animal deaths in that pretty quick
0: uh, we're not not keeping score here Joe Bob come on
2: just saying (laughs) um and then it's just the brutality against the humans, which I don't care about that. Yeah,
0: I don't care about that either. Because well, we, that's
2: always not, well, for the most part, we're not, real. We're not
0: the innocents. Well, we do get a bit race. of brutality against yeah. humans, a couple of segments where they have the weird festival where people beat their legs until they're bleeding and then walk down the street,
2: yeah. I guess. And then ZZ and then Top the bull, plays. The, the running of the bulls thing.
0: Well, that's followed by the Lifesavers Girls of Australia, which I guess was a thing. I, I couldn't find any references to it. Being a, a thing, but I, I guess it's my favorite. I guess they did it.
2: Lifesaver. Continue. Okay. So better.
0: If you're gonna be give me CPR, <laughs> the least you could do is grape this up for me, please. <laughs> grape, babe.
2: <laughs> it all goes back to grape, babe. Uh,
0: <laughs> After that, we get the probably the most out of place segment in the entire film, which is the Bikini Atoll disaster, which is total fact. All of it is true. But why, I don't know why they put it in this particular movie, given everything else. There's no snakes.
2: Is it sh- and there's no
0: shocking. one no one's in a bikini. <laughs> just
2: so named the wrong thing,
0: I guess. I mean, even to this day, the people who were supposed to live there who were promised they could move back within 10 years are stuck somewhere else because it's still an ecological disaster area. It, it just seemed like a weird fit for this movie.
2: I feel like they wanted to lace in enough fact. A little public service message. People, and- <laughs> well, not even that, just put enough fact in it to keep people going, well, uh, maybe then this is right. Fact. Because then you're like it's muddled enough that you you don't know where you should or shouldn't
3: question it. Well, that audience Mm. may not have questioned any of this Mm -hmm. because like we we don't we haven't seen that
0: was unprecedented. We saw this. The nuclear testing at the Bikini Atoll had only taken place maybe six years before this movie was released. And how they got access to that, I have no idea because it was forbidden space.
2: Do we know if the visuals are the footage is real? It is okay. The
0: footage, how they got it, no idea.
2: It could have been another thing, too, that people had footage and this was a way for them to get it out. Mm. And maybe there was a correspondence that was like, hey, if you can get this for us, then we can put it in our film. That may be why it doesn't feel like it goes with everything else.
0: Maybe just stylistically a little too different. And it's probably fact
2: was not it shocking enough. And or tonally it. perhaps
0: they were trying
3: to do that and then they were like, "Well, we don't have enough to work with to make like a documentary based." No, I mean, I'm being <laughs> That's honest. A
4: possibility.
3: Like, you know, and like we're like, "Well, what do we do with this footage?" So we just
4: And then
2: they made everything
3: around it. it around all this other stuff. Who
2: knows, maybe the people who made this were directly affected by that. You never know. And this was their way of getting it out there. Uh-huh. He's like, "Sure."
0: Yeah, I on, on, on. On I'm I'll buy that for a minute. I mean,
2: you don't
4: buy
0: a lot of this. No, especially not the next segment, I'll explain why. This is the bit where we see the sharks eating the underwater graves, which they will, and then are forced to eat sea urchins until they run off and die. Well, here's the thing. If you watch this thing on YouTube, down in the comments, there's a guy who claims to be a guy that was on the boat when they shot this, and he said the filmmakers came on and just demanded that they shove sea urchins into these sharks and they couldn't figure out what was why because it's not something that they True actually when do. and I doubt
2: they had the ability to just be like no we're not going to do that.
0: Well that also and in this tiny amount of research I actually did on this, I can't find anything to suggest that sharks don't gobble sea urchin on the reg. Well, just, it
2: wasn't there wasn't it the whole thing was is they wanted to retaliate because the sharks ate a 12 right. year old boy or 13 yeah. year old boy or whatever.
0: Cuz they'll eat anything.
2: Yeah. It's almost like if you go in the water there's a chance of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Just
3: ask Shelby Overman. Right. Right. No I mean, he was told not to work overtime. He worked overtime. Oh. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Honestly, your reaction <laughs> to what he <Shelby laughs> half the time is worth it.
3: Half the time.
0: <laughs> I said overtime. What do you mean half yeah. the time? See, yeah, uh, sharks eat sea urchins. Probably not in huge quantities, but they do. Well,
2: I mean. I'm sure. They eat
0: license plates. They eat anything that's in the water with them.
2: Weren't they also hacking him in the mouth at one point with something? Or did uh, I make that up? They, this is when I tapped out. It was very... And I finished yeah. it later.
0: It was sort of a violent scene, so yeah. you may have missed miss seen some I mean, I didn't some like the hook of it.
2: in the side. Oh, I thought yeah. that was enough.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: there's like... I remember this being a tap out point, I think for mm-hmm. me even, because I... I'm, like, obsessed with sharks, and I hate documentaries that mm-hmm. show this type of shit. Mm. Even, like, well-meaning documentaries, like Shark Water. Oh,
2: like, I, I can't watch <laughs> that, Planet Earth. I can't watch yeah. any of those because it's like, okay, yeah, this stuff happens, but I, I don't I don't need to see it. Yeah, like, like the
0: finning industry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. No. It's horrendous. So we go from here to the, the crypt in Italy, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how it fits into this particular movie being factual, but... It's there. It's,
2: it's, of, in, it's, it's kind of it's kind of
0: interesting. It's testing. not particularly yeah. gross. Um, you if any, you know you know it. anything about the Paris mm-hmm. Underground, you've probably seen some something very similar to this also. Only Katie much knows smaller scale. London Underground. I do. It's full of skulls. You can't get around in there. We go to the uh, German beer drinking, raw which if it shocks you that Germans drink a lot of beer, I'm sorry, but it happens. This is I hadn't known that you didn't made never made the connection. I
2: still think some of it has to do with the reaction to this stuff back then. Mm. Like I'm people knew then that they drank beer, but in excess and how they act and things like that probably wasn't an everyday knowledge point for people.
0: Germany still had a little bit of makeup work to do. Oh yeah, on the national stage for one reason or another. It's
2: almost like. They just want to break everything down that they're showing. Like, these people aren't great. Look at what they do. Judge them. Like, right. Look down <laughs> you know, on them. Uh, yeah. Judging right.
0: people for not being great. Uh, suffice it to say, the group that gets, besides women in general, that gets the worst of it are the Chinese.
1: Mm-hmm. Not only here in Singapore, but in all of Malaysia, the Chinese represent more than two-thirds of the population. Untiring in their studies of endless ways of making money, they are at the same time also known for their physical laziness. They don't dance, they don't swim, they don't run, they don't jump, and they don't play football. Actually, the Chinese, just as they don't like to waste money, don't waste their energies either. They prefer to use them at the table or in bed. There's not another city on this earth where so much is eaten as in Chinatown, the Chinese quarter of Singapore. Just as there is no race as prolific as the yellow race. Between one snack and another, the Chinese find time to fill their houses with dozens of legitimate and illegitimate children, thus assuring themselves a good number of birthdays to celebrate with heavy dinners. The Chinese celebrate all festive events at the dinner table. Religious holidays, national holidays, good business deals, the bankruptcy of their competitor, apparel avoided, marriage, births, and even death.
0: All we see there are people eating and having a good time, and overlaid onto that is, yeah. And they clearly violated the no photograph rule. Well, this is the interesting
2: (laughs) thing. This scene, and I'm not, I don't want to be that person, but I'm going to date this episode. Be that person, come on. Lay it on us. When everything started with (laughs) Corona, Mm. everybody was like, oh, it's because they eat horrible things and blah, 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 blah. So this kind of goes hand in hand with things that are even going on today with perpetuating racism (laughs) so i mean i feel like that's why that's because like on average people don't just eat i don't remember what they're called they have a name the the black eggs where they're basically they sit forever and they ferment and then they eat them that's what he was slicing with the string and then the chicken heads and like on average, that's not a typical delicacy. So people right. see that and then they have a visceral reaction to it. Sure. So, yeah, just kind of go
0: Street hand in hand with food. what's
2: going on now with this.
0: They, they'd race through a whole lot of yikes in that narrative. Oh yeah, they and do. It, yeah, for sure. The Japanese, ah, they're fine. Cleanest place on earth, not so much here. Yeah. And it, I was, ta- every time I see that clip, I'm kind of taken aback by some, I mean,
4: you, by you some you aspect of it. it. It is,
0: it is <laughs> totally... It yeah, is he one, did lean back. 100% cringe all yeah. the way through. Mm-hmm. But you did uh, get hungry for some street tacos. Oh, yeah. After yeah. watching that. Of course. <laughs> that's the important part. Some of them black egg tacos. <laughs> what are they, I don't
2: even remember what they're called. They not, have a name. Not caviar. No, that's fish eggs. Yeah. This is like a hard boiled egg that they, I think they actually put it in dirt or something and it ferments and then you eat it later. It has a name, but I don't know it, what it's called. If anybody it's listening knows Globes. what it
0: is, you can email your answers to autopilot at com. And we'll get back to you on that. So from this point, I'll let you look that up. Go ahead. Century egg. Century egg. Oh, wow. That is buried for a long time. So (laughs) from from this point on, the movie really runs out of gas. Uh, They were really kind of scrambling to find some way to pad out the time because it gets pretty dang boring after this. They wear
3: out the grooves very early on. We
0: have, well, the Hotel for the Dying was interesting. We compared it once to uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they're bringing the cart through and yeah, bring out your letting, dead, yeah, bringing out their dead yeah. sort of a thing because a lot of those people didn't look that didn't look that bad. But the but the thing <laughs> is the rates are crazy like uh, nightly
3: no. stays in that hotel that should be an hourly
0: hourly rates
3: yeah at least and the checkout man they're slow to check out the next day at one p.m.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> you knock and you knock and no it's answers. Like there's never <laughs> a vacancy at that place. <laughs> From there, we go to the car graveyard in Los Angeles, which is dull as dirt. Who cares?
2: I feel like it was a good display of just how much humans waste. Okay. Like, and that it just shows how much, like with the issues of like dumps and things like that in America. That's what I got out of it. I don't know if that's what they were going for. And the fact that they repurpose it for art and sell it in Italy. Yeah,
0: I more or less took a nap at that point in the movie. We (laughs) did get then to Yves Klein, famous painter of blue things, who probably never used actual naked women to do any painting, but hey, he did this for the
4: movie.
0: Mostly famous for his squares of just solid blue. Um, Incidentally, uh, Yves Klein suffered a heart attack while watching this movie at the Cannes Film Festival when it premiered there. It didn't kill him but he'd then suffered two more heart attacks, the second of which finally did kill him, June 6, 1962, he was 34 years old. Damn. This was his uh, probably first and last film appearance was in.
2: Was he the guy Disney that movie. was just watching and went like the really surprised look because of naked women?
0: Probably, he. who knows what kind of shape he was in before the movie I mean, started. I get the blood pressure going. His, I mean. his <laughs> condition definitely deteriorated longer the movie sad. went on, that's for sure. From there, where do we go from there? Oh, then we got the uh, Honolulu, the hula dancing.
2: That was so weird as well, how it was presented. Yeah. Like with the translation of the song and just...
0: Let's hear it.
3: I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. Okay. Acapella? Come on.
2: It was just basically being like, oh, gracious white man and oh, seductive white woman. And it's just like, all right. It's just weird, that whole scene. hmm
0: we get uh, the running of the bulls, which is not even good footage of the running of the bulls. Really, things considered. A lot of good uh, bull
2: beheading, if that's what you're looking
0: I for. I mean, Mutual of Omaha mm-hmm. Wild Kingdom was probably doing better coverage of the running of the bulls. They were probably point. doing better coverage of most everything than mm. they
3: cover in this. Was that which
0: yeah. that show even on in '62? I, don't I remember know if watching it was. in the '70s. Know. It was mostly yeah, it about was, lions. it was always
3: yeah always had something to do with lions. lions. Syndicated, and yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And the movie ends with the cargo cult back in New Guinea. Which is a thing. There were cargo cults, not many of them. And awesome. I guess you, you were so, saying it was supposed to end on a hopeful note where these people have somehow oh, I built. I didn't
2: say that. I said it's weird that they gave the and, juxtaposition of, hey, here's all this hellish stuff. And then they're feeding them like communion wafers and stuff like that, basically being like, they can right their wrongs. And it's just interesting that that's the route they ended on. Hmm. Or at least that's how I took it.
0: I don't remember. how. Did, I never seen Mondo Khan. Cong- Kane 2, so I don't know how that one ended. It came out a year after this, so it was all the stuff that wasn't good and enough for this Probably, yeah, that it was probably into that all movie. outtakes. Might have been. I mean, there, there are several that
3: came out after this. Which the, is crazy to think, that as padded as this film was.
0: That they or something is, didn't get say. included? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: The fact that it came out the following year, though, it probably was all shot at the same
4: time.
3: They would have had to. Yeah. Or it was like a four hour movie, and they're, and they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that makes sense, actually. No, if you have, yeah, get out of here. With and after this, it was definitely an arms race to see who could get their next movie out faster than the next guy. And yeah, because I think there's a movie called Echo that came out just after this that was ECCO, which is the Italian word for look. So, narrated by George Saunders. Oh, yeah, it's definitely all. They didn't even try to hide the fact that they were staging most of that movie.
2: Well, that's my <laughs> neck my question is when you have your extreme films, like
3: mm-hmm.
2: a lot of the extreme uh Italian extreme films. Jerry
3: Sarone kind of like
2: yeah. Campbell Holocaust, anything like that, how does that differ from Mondo Kane? But because Mondo Kane and Echo or whatever are supposed to be quote unquote real, mm-hmm. is that where it differs from what I've always called extreme films?
0: possibly yeah i don't know it's hard to categorize well this all, movie, all these really. all these movies per, put themselves out there at least tongue-in-cheek as being the real deal
2: well some yeah. do and they're they banned, banned in even several going countries, up into the,
0: yeah. the found footage craze we just went through now even blair witch put itself out there yeah. initially as the real thing right well that was and a lot of people basically bought it. Mm-hmm.
3: cannibal so, holocaust all well, over again. Sure. yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. so i'm sure that that it was supposed to be like, yeah, you know, this isn't quite real, but they were still going to put it out there like that just in yeah. case, you know, well, somebody believed it.
2: Not all extreme horror or extreme film is put out to be perceived that way. Sure. So that's why I'm like, where is the,
0: Where's disconnect the line between yeah, yeah. the two? So. It was in the marketing. Okay. They, they definitely would put it out there as...
2: Because that yeah. doesn't happen as much nowadays.
0: No, I don't I think I would say could. the last
2: one we got that way that was like, is this real or is it? Was paranormal activity. And yeah. that definitely isn't extreme in any way, but it, you did well, have that. Well, it was extremely boring. That you have it to was.
3: Say.
4: Like, I <laughs> think I got was, 20
2: minutes
3: um, into
0: it. Wow.
2: <laughs> but you did have that going into it. Like, you well, didn't I don't know think, if it. I don't was think you wasn't. could get
0: away with it now. I, mean, I don't know. I think somebody, you could because the, What was somebody in 62 going to do to check this thing? They were going to go to the library well, and no. yeah. it was yeah. start looking and that's things up. I was saying that's different. You.
2: Like, that's why it was good to interlace it with things that were real mm-hmm. because you didn't have technology available to fact check it or anything like that. So, if you put enough real in there, then they're probably not even going to question. No.
0: The everybody other part had, of everybody it. had heard of the Victani Gyms. Mm-hmm. Everybody had heard of the Running of the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I don't, they probably heard of China. I don't know. So you have some plausibility Mm -hmm. there, but yeah, the the level of realism wasn't even there with this first movie all the way for sure. And it just got progressively more and more staged after that. I think by the time it got to Faces of Death, I mean, they've only now admitted that 75, 80% of it was complete crap. Yeah. Any news footage you saw was real, but everything after that was Mm -hmm. just completely made up.
3: I think – well, I, yeah, I don't know. The validity of all of those scenes. I've only seen the first Faces of Death. You pretty much get the gist of it. Yeah. I would say <laughs> it's at least a 60-40 split. I like, feel like the reason mm. we don't – 60 fake, you know. Yeah. The 40. reason
2: we don't get it now as much too, A, besides laws is there's websites for this stuff now. Right. If you so really want to see horrible real yeah. stuff, you just yeah. go online. Like that. there's probably – not a, a market That's, for it, which this, is...
0: This the, movie is on YouTube. It
4: is.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's like making a porn film now. What's really the point sometimes? Yeah. You could just mm-hmm. upload clips right. or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. So So would, Mond-
0: would this movie have worked better as a clip show? Well, we didn't have the internet back in 1962. As the you hell know. you say.
3: No, <laughs> we did not have the super information highway back then. <laughs> uh, we had Route 66. It mm-hmm. was different. Um It was simpler times. No, but what she's she's saying, there's the market would be dried up to
0: this because you're... It's
2: just available anywhere it's now. It's
0: not a novelty anymore. Yeah. And this this movie, the only shocking part of Mondo, of Mondo to me, this movie, Mondo film, what? Mondo. Don't make me do it. <laughs> just say Kane. Mondo Kane or Kane, whatever. <laughs> the only shocking part to me now looking back at this movie were the filmmakers themselves, really, and the attitudes that they were taking towards... The Things they were shooting, oh, yeah, right. that's definitely oh, sure.
2: evident. When that you're was watching probably
3: it. how they set out the production. Like, mm. let's document these wacky people with their wacky yes. practices and frown on them, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. What a shame! Look at them, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And it does Is definitely Connery? come
3: out that way. Huh? Was that Connery? <laughs> was it? I don't know. I I'm trying to figure it... if it was Jason
0: or Sean. I don't oh, know. Like
2: I... When he said Jason, I thought like Voorhees, and I was like, he doesn't talk. <laughs>
0: I don't do a good no. Connery, so. Oh. Yeah, you
3: can do it. Anybody ah. can do Connery, though. Really? Yeah. Just say the word pushy. <laughs> 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 That's all it takes.
0: Come on. You're, just, what, you're halfway uh, there. No. <laughs> do it. I, d- I just think of the scene in The Critic where they have Connery in there. You remember The Critic, the team? Yes, the, the John like, When he becomes a yeah. long-haul truck driver, it's like, we're going to call you Lord Butt. Lard butt. All right. How about tushy galore? <laughs> Lard butt. It is. <laughs> so you have been doing the Connery impression all these years. No. Yeah. Everybody has that one that they're tenuous about. It's Christopher Walken, Sean Connery. Those are tough. Those are tough. Now, if they had Connery gotten Connery to narrate this movie, that yeah. would
4: have been, would this, have been interesting. Uh,
0: this narrator, though, is very familiar. It's.
3: Mm. I'm trying to figure out what. It, I don't know who it is, but it's he's got a Paul Freeze vibe about him, but also mixed with
0: Shadow Stevens. <laughs> yeah, you're going for I could almost I could tell you're no, going for Shadow Stevens not. just then. Although, you know, Stefano Sabaldi. Uh, yeah. Of course. How could we forget who is Stefano Sabaldi? I'm unfamiliar. It's been I'm sure he's things. Oh, lord. I mean, yeah, that's
2: but you've mostly heard him a lot, Italian
3: yeah.
4: Stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: But the, it just it reminds me of an actor that I can't place right now. I don't know. But Shadow uh, Stevens is an actor, so we'll just run with that. Yeah. She latches onto his honker. Was the <laughs> one from a Kentucky Fried movie?
0: <laughs> yeah. with Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Recuerdos a todos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's tripping over shit trying to get to the next. Oh, so good.
0: Yeah. I, it's better remembered than watched again, really. No, you got to watch it again.
3: Although that nearly is a, as offensive as this is probably now, but.
0: That one or The Groove Tube, I oh, think. That's my they have, Those have not aged well. Oh, that's that's the best one. Oh, Ken Shapiro. Comedy in general doesn't age well, but The Groove Tube. No, that tube. one, that one, that was my introduction so to much. Curtis
3: Mayfield was The Groove Tube.
0: So oh, well. It's valid. So anyway, well, Mondo Kane. <laughs> Mondo what? Did, So you didn't like this movie very much. Are you glad you saw it, though? It's out of the way On one
2: side, yes, because I do watch a lot of, like I was saying, Mm -hmm. I like extreme horror, extreme cinema. So it's like, I feel like I can tick this off the list now and I don't ever have to worry about it Yeah, it's kind of essential
0: viewing. Yes. Yeah. But
2: at the same time, it's like, I would have been okay. I I never saw it. Well,
0: no, whenever somebody puts out their 100 documentaries you must see before you die, this one is not on it.
2: I mean, I I don't 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 think.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Not usually. Although, hands on a hard body, is that on there? That is on there. Okay, okay.
2: (laughs) Do you think it's not on there because it's not 100% fact?
4: Oh, yeah. probably. It's been If everything in debunked. it had been
2: oh, true, yeah. then it may, because it did set the precedence for, what
0: Even, did you call it? Even if it was 100% true, it's still not a good movie. Well, no, no. But, it, but, but it started
3: a trend, it did. like you said, like it's, and, it's and set, broke down it's the wall. Like most
2: people won't watch Cannibal Holocaust, but right. it set the precedents for found footage. So right.
0: for better or worse, this movie did open the door to a lot of stuff that came after that. Um, not great,
2: probably not, a lot for the horror genre as well. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Nathan, yeah. final yes. thoughts on Mondo Kane? Kane, um, Kane. Can he, two rousing thumbs up.
3: No, uh, no, <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> eh. nah.
3: I think I told you I saw this probably like late in, probably mid to late '90s mm-hmm. last time. The old Vidcrest VHS. First time and last time? Yes. And it was out of curiosity. It was like, you know, you never... And even going in, I was like, I'm not into this shit, typically. Well, the guy
0: from Faith No More loves this, so I ought to check it out. <laughs> so Apparently, it's one of Mike Patton's favorites. Oh, so I don't know. Him being a, the authority on this. Okay. I guess. Oh. At any rate, no. it
3: sold for a wad on eBay. That's all <laughs> I can tell you.
0: <laughs> oh, they'll sell any damn thing on eBay these days. They will. They will. Now, on that note, I think we can bring this tragic episode to a close. Thank you all for listening. Smith Rolls Radio Hour. Good mm. night.
2: Well, that's it. The show. And series one are over thanks for listening the smooth thrills radio hour is produced by ghost craft and is recorded live in dallas texas please email your questions and comments to autopilot at smooth we'll see you back here soon for series two enjoy the rest of your day